And we are back. Welcome back to Cameron, another I'm episode. Gonna, I'm going to tell you something after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. A time with a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so funny. Man, it's like two weeks in a row. And uh, also, if you guys are listening to the episodes and, and things are sounding a little bit different than normal, well, Anchor's changed. Anchor is now they no longer Spotify. No longer support boats or podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever dumb joke. Came, what came first, the podcast or the anchor? A badoosha. <laughs> waka waka. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. What's up? I'm going to beat you to it, man. What's oh, up, dude? Man. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. What's up, man? Hey, dude. Oh, wow, that was hey, a lot. Um, so, yeah, to fill people in, basically what happened last time is while we were setting up and getting our stuff going on, the reason I said remind me to tell you something later was because uh, Anchor changed some stuff, and so... We, it's just us now. Just we get a nice little, and we are back to start every episode, and that's that's cool. But on that note, at the ceremonial one minute mark, everybody, if you like the show, leave a review, share with your friends. Carmen, what else should they do? They should also give us a five star review and leave us a review. They should tell us wherever you listen to podcasts, tell us what we're doing right. Don't say anything about what we're doing wrong because we're perfect and we're infallible beings. We're incredible. Um, and I think when we get to. We're very close to 50 reviews, right? So I think when we get to 50, maybe something special happens. Maybe something very special happens. So, hey, leave a review if you want something special. Yeah, like us recording topless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no video. <laughs> I do that every night anyways. Anyways, so I'm getting some Blaze tonight, um, mm-hmm, which is, I think, oh, no, I didn't meet you at Blaze, but I met other people at Blaze. Um, I think I met Kelki at Blaze. So, yeah, it's a very special place in our heart. <laughs> and Blaze is, for those who don't, for the uneducated, Blaze is a pizzeria. It's not just in Florida, but the one I'm, the one Alyssa is picking us food from is uh, at Disney Springs. She's bringing me some Blaze back because she's a little perfect angel. So that's exciting. Also, Carmen, what do us and Major League Baseball have in common? We take steroids. <laughs> Correct. I wish I did, man. I, I'm about to. My knee and my ankle and my back <laughs> just always hurt all the time. And so I'm this close to just saying, you know what? Why? It's not nothing against the rules for me to do it. I think steroids actually are technically illegal in all senses of the terms. Like, steroids are illegal to have. Nope. Like, the steroids they use in uh, in baseball, I think they're like Russian illegal steroids. Hmm. Well, why don't they go to jail? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't think I know. I don't, I don't really <laughs> Anyways, that. The, what I was going to say is double headers. And by that, I mean, for the for peek behind the curtain. Something total sexually, totally sexual. Oh, no. I said double headers. <laughs> yeah, you did. I know what you mean. I get it. Double mm-hmm. headers. Mm-hmm. We're recording two episodes today. Oh, the, no, I had no there. idea where you were going with that. <laughs> it's a double header for us, kind of. Right? Yeah, we're doing uh, okay. uh so this this episode technically is is we're recording it first, but it's coming afterwards. So uh our timeline is all sorts of end game jacked up <laughs> and uh so this episode is recorded before the episode that we're about to do. It's going to be all about game stonks, but this episode is coming out Thursday, so you already listened to that episode. So I hope you liked it, but if you haven't, go back and listen to it and if you listen to it then and then you listen go and to chase this, it. Oh. go and chase it. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Now, so let me think. This weekend, I did some work at my store. Um, so we're getting almost all set up. We should be very, very, very close to opening, um, which is exciting because I talked to my boss today. And I think we're, uh, my official salary is kicking in this week, which is very nice. Congrats. Thanks. Yes, it's been it's been the best of times. It's been mostly the worst of times. So I'm happy <laughs> that, that uh the training schedule is done and that my my actual job starts because that's what I want to be doing. Anyways, um uh, I finished another episode of Survivor. Originally the plan today before we recorded was I was going to finally finally record my Survivor audition cuz I got a haircut and I was like I'm looking extra handsome. I got my microphone set up nice and my little den here. I'm going to record my Survivor audition and send it out. And then uh, time got away from me because some some stuff got moved around today. So tomorrow. I'm um, Before the end of this week, I guarantee there will be a Survivor audition tape out there for yours truly. 
If not, we're canceling the podcast. Okay, I'll agree to those terms. And if not, we won't cancel the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so hey, you just dude. Need to listen, listen to find out. I almost thought because we didn't know we were going to record. I almost thought I was just going to record my <laughs> audition tape live on air, <laughs> and just that would be our episode. <laughs> but nah, we got something better today. Hey, dude, what's up? So, you know how last week I said all of these meteorologists were saying the snow was coming, the snow was coming, and then it like was two days late and then it came? You remember that? I recall, yeah. So, it came again and it doubled. So, last last week we got like four or five inches of snow and then today, uh, overnight, we got... 10 to 11 inches of snow and I just uh, like there were times that I thought this is it I should just kill myself right now (laughs) while I was outside snow blowing the driveway and it's like it's not a short driveway it's a long driveway let me send you this let me send you a picture of this real quick and you're Um, do that your car was just covered in snow yeah I also wish I would have kept that picture um but I just sent it out for the snapchat uh, uh, the, the 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 friends and family that I have on Snapchat, but look at how long uh, this this driveway is, and I have a second picture coming to you with Grievous uh, for a reference of size. He's he's okay. sitting in the picture here. Um, let me know when you get that. But like, it's just it's dumb. It's the worst, and I hate it. And it like <laughs> it looks beautiful. Are you seeing it? Do you have I it? I got Grievous. Yeah, it's about half a grievous. It's about half a grievous. Um, and then, yeah, geez, why did the, does 48 people live there? Why do you need a driveway that long? Well, you, so you, you, that thing on the right, I don't know if you see that little house looking thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's the honey house. So that's where like Cindy will hold like little events and things. But just past that is where all of like the crops are grown. So they have all of the carrots, the flour, not the, the onions, the cabbage, everything she grows. And then down the hill behind it where that pine tree is, is where all of like the two chicken coops are. So it's it's like you have to pass through this literal farm to get to the house. But there's no easy way to like, you know, shovel this or, or whatever. You have to use a snowblower. I would love to get a plow. That's what I would like. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. But a Zamboni, a plow, one of those. Yeah. A plow. One um, of the, this is an interesting story that happened the other day or not the other day, but in my listen. For those who know me, if I say the other day, that could be yesterday or that could be when I was in high school. It's just a turn of phrase to use. (laughs) Anyways, so but while you still lived here and family came to help move, you remember all this, yes? Up to speed? Yes, up to speed. It was so funny because and like nobody heard it, I don't think, but me and Alyssa. Um, But... There's like the I won't say names I guess but the people that came to help us move from out of state. There were two people there. Recall? Yes. They had like an argument on whether or not one of said homes was a farm, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like I do remember that conversation. Okay, it was just the most like Midwestern pissing match I've ever seen, and I was just watching it back and forth, and just like, I looked at Alyssa, and I was like, "What just happened?" And and that's just that whole story. That's all I could think about, and it just made me laugh because yeah, it just not a conversation that happens in Florida. Yeah, it was. So I remember the conversation. It was party A told party B <laughs> that they didn't live that far. <laughs> that they had a farm and then party b was like well it's not even a real farm and if you're it, you know like you have to be like growing tax exempts. No, it's, it's, yeah and then <laughs> party b said we have crops and animals and party a said that doesn't mean nothing and then party b said oh we're tax we tax something and then party a said oh okay yeah then you're your farm <laughs> yeah it's just so funny. as if as if any of that mattered like who exactly. cares <laughs> Like, it was like if I two have in the morning and we were all exhausted, uh, like uh, the middle section of our room in Florida was the recording studio. But it's like, <laughs> oh, unless you have a producer, you're not a recording yeah. studio. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? So I think oh, the realest gosh. farm is Jess's Facebook farm. Yes, Jess's Facebook. Because she still has uh, farm, doesn't farm, she? Farm. 
I don't know if she still plays it, but she was really obsessed there for a while. No, she was. I remember because I have a vague because I never played it, and I have a vague memory of her going "moo milk me," <laughs> like on the couch, yeah. like playing Farmville with the cows. Oh gosh. But I will say the nice thing about being on the farm and the nice thing about Illinois that almost, almost makes it worth it is Grievous is having the absolute fucking time of his life. Um, So I threw, so I would make these snowballs and I would throw it and he would chase it, you know? But at one point, there's like a a foot and a half cutoff of where the snow is after I've snowplowed it and like the floor. And at one point, I threw the snowball and he like corgi leapt like full <laughs> on superman he was completely parallel with the ground leapt and he he never did it again but it was one majestic leap and that's why i started filming but i and could never get do it again. again he just yeah. left you out the dry he got camera shy yeah yeah he did but yeah. anyways speaking of jobs speaking of that thing that you said that you brought up we're talking about jobs today aren't we gabe that's the plan we both have started new careers recently over the last couple of uh, month or so, months or so, and you know there's plenty of people out there with the new year with uh, vaccines coming out and places opening and closing and working from home and just I'm sure there's a lot of transitions going on. So we're going yeah. to talk work. We're going to talk jobs. Maybe some interviews. Or maybe we'll save interview for another day. I think we'll save interview for another topic, like how to crush your interview. You know. Yeah, yeah. How to crush it with your massive job-ready wiener. Mm-hmm. Um, Even the women out man there. Man wiener or woman. Yeah, man wiener or woman wiener. That's right. Um, Speaking of which, I bought a book. I, I've been trying to read more, and so far I've read about 60 pages, well, 70 pages collectively uh, out of 2021, right? Which is about more, let's see, 70 pages compared to last year. It's about 70 pages more than I read last year prior. So that, Well, yeah, after you carry the three, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I, I'm happy with that progress. I know it's – I equate it to people working out. You know, like, you can – I tell people, hey, just start with walking. You know, if it's hard to go to the gym, just go walk around the block once and make some small changes, yada, yada, yada. That's what my reading life is like. So – but my eyes might be bigger than my stomach because I'm – like, bought some books. I went to go buy Alyssa a book because she's trying to read a book a week. We have very different goals in the reading department. <laughs> um, and so while I was there, I was like, eh, let me go – I was at a – books a million and so i was like let me go look at you know the section of business books kind of like business books and so i bought this body language for business and so i'm excited to to dive into that one today i like i'm i'm like one of those people who's like really into body language like it's i yeah. think it's so fascinating one of the things um and, and also before before we really get going into this um you know if you're listening to this uh, definitely make sure you're checking out like Indeed, LinkedIn, Career Builder, uh, all those all those pages because there are so many job openings right now. Um, and I think the main point of of this episode is don't be afraid to change careers if you need to. Um, especially yeah. if you're uh, like how many how many people do we know that were in the entertainment industry or um, the restaurant industry and and now you're a displaced worker? Like you know it's never too late to start something. It's never too late to start something new. Um, and it's also never too late to pivot, uh, pivot. or pivot uh, or, or re- redesign yourself and your goals. I would say five, um, so to, yeah. four to five of the main people involved either in this show and our said personal lives have all transitioned work. And it's been – honestly, I feel happier. Um, Carmen, I think obviously there's pros and cons. I would say Carmen is a happier person back being home i know there's pros and cons he misses hazel and all his other friends out here but you never know hazel's never really know. hazel is really the biggest thing that i miss about florida mm-hmm. i i don't care too much about you or or any of the rest of our friends um but uh definitely hazel is is number one but yeah so just it's it's hard when you're in a job for a long time that's comfortable and you know you're doing good enough like you're like yeah i'm eating i have a decent life why not why not go out there yeah. and why just stay here, you know? But from experience, like, man, I'm, I get off of work at seven o'clock at the worst, you know? And, uh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I think, so I was actually having this conversation with a couple of, of my coworkers at, at my new place of employment. And, uh, it, it was, 
it was more so like they were asking, oh, how do you like it so far? And I'd been there a couple weeks. Um, and the same response that I had was, I'm really enjoying it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but, uh, and the, but was the caveat was that I, I don't like not being an expert. So I think that's probably the scariest thing about getting a new job or having a change of career, because no matter what, uh, if you're, if you have the job of your dreams or you're working for the company of your dreams, uh, you're still starting over from square one and you're starting over with no knowledge. So, I would say the the number one thing to remember in any role that you're taking, any new job, a career path change, uh, give yourself the patience and the grace to not be a professional on day one. It'll it'll come. Um, yeah, you know, and I I don't know if that's something that you've seen uh, transitioning from from your careers, uh, especially having like so so much intense experience in like the the fitness and the health world and transitioning to, into something completely different. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that too. Like I went from, I broke pretty much two things my whole life, fitness and health and food and beverage. And I would consider myself a, like you could throw me into operations at any of those two things. And I feel very comfortable to take the reins and just create a winning atmosphere and being top, top class, you know? But now I'm in not only retail, but like a realm of retail that I knew nothing about. Pretty much. Like I know like, um, I mean, it's tech technology film uh, field for the most part, and I feel relatively tech savvy. Like I was studying like computer science for a little while, but I didn't really get too in depth with things, you know, to the degree I have to now. And so it's super intimidating. I had to talk with your wife about it, like of how just a whole new. It's like not only am I in a whole new realm of uh, a new industry that I am not as familiar with as the other ones but I'm expected to like lead in that same industry. And so it's, it was, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's intimidating, but I would say as long as you're like, Oh, I'm one of those people who's a fake, a team, make it people. But to some degree, there's like a balance of that. <laughs> like, like you can't just fake everything. Cause then eventually things are going to steamroll to a halt. And so finding that appropriate yeah, balance yeah. of like, knowing when to say like, I'm actually don't know exactly how to do that. Can we go over that really quick? And then like, can you tell me what you mean? Like ask for clarifying questions um, has been a interesting balance to find. Cause then the health and food and beverage, I was able to fake it. I make it on anything. If you said I need this, this and this, and I've never done it before. I could figure it out. I could ask somebody else and get like a two second explanation and go figure it out. But now it's been a little more of a ego check to be a little more open about not knowing exactly what, you may need to be doing, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing to always remember is you don't, the, the technical skills will come. Um, and especially, you know, fake it till you make it is nice for the first couple of times you're getting asked that question. But by the third time, uh, maybe even the fourth time, it's like, okay, the fake it till you make it only, only lasts a certain amount of time, you know, which is, which is kind of a bummer. But, um, I, I would say changing the, um, the focus of the technical skills to the people skills, I think takes you farther in a lot of areas. Um, and especially, you know, that's a transferable skill, right? If I, if I spent my entire life working on cars and then all of a sudden, um, I'm working in a cell phone shop or I'm working in a grocery store, like what, what, what's that going to do? What's my car knowledge going to do? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the, what's good is that, no matter what we either one of us does, I think this applies to both of us at the level where we any we'd go anywhere for. I feel confident enough in managerial prowess and like leadership knowledge to not have to worry about that. That going into a new industry, I could focus all of my learning, at least majority of my learning, because there's always room to improve in anything, into really learning that industry as opposed to really focusing on growing as like a leader in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's nice. What do you think the biggest thing that stops people from, from looking for new jobs is? It's just so easy not to when you have one already, you know, it's so like, we probably only made these decisions because we were forced to a lot of us. Um, and I know that didn't really, you guys weren't necessarily forced, but at the same time, the reason some people were forced also gave you 
like new insights to other things that would make you change your career path. Because if yeah, this didn't yeah. happen, you you'd probably still be here. Like <laughs> we'd still be recording at two a.m. in our if you got a dream studio, and nothing would have changed. <laughs> Carmen and Gabe would still be together. Grievous and Hazel would still be together, living their best lives, not knowing what snow is. Um, but due to like quarantine and stuff, that kind of changed perspective on not just work but like life in general. It's but before that, yeah. we were just all like pretty comfortable people, and just it's just easier to stay at a job than to go to a new one. It's more risk, and sometimes the worst. Like I say, um, I used this the other day the phrase "the devil you know is better than the devil you don't," and so staying somewhere, even though it's not perfect, you at least know it instead of going somewhere unexpected. Yeah. One of the things I, because uh, I, I totally agree, and and I, it's it's weird because hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Um, would we would we still be in Florida if there was never a pandemic? Um, maybe. Uh, would we? Would our timeline look different? Maybe. Um, but I think for me, because I, I have a job that I that I do enjoy. It's not my dream job, um, and it's not in the dream field. I'm I'm not making a difference the way that I would you know I would hope to long term. Um, you know, for me, I still get LinkedIn and indeed job notification search pushes directly to my email. Yeah. Me too. Um, and my LinkedIn notifications are on 24 seven. So I, I would say if you're someone who, even if you are comfortable, um, never, never settle for that status quo. Yeah. And they, um, they always say the best time to look for a job is when you already have a job. You're more relaxed. Yeah. It's less pressure. You're okay with you know knowing your self worth and being like you know what that's not enough money, you know like because you have something already, um, right? Like during Was since there... I've been updating my like since I've updated my personal LinkedIn with my newest uh, newest employer, I've been getting I get like a message like once a week on LinkedIn and it's been like really interesting to kind of see like oh the more active you are on this app the probably better it is because <laughs> before. Before COVID, I didn't really do much with LinkedIn at all, um, but it kind of forced me to like learn a new skill that I was uh, neglecting before, which was handling a different social media that I just didn't understand, which I still don't really understand LinkedIn, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn is an interesting little beast, um, but I was going to ask, what has there ever been uh, a, a customer a, a guest uh, a shopper or or an employer or fellow employee that has ever made you contemplate quitting a job on the spot when i um i did pretty much uh at a the first gym i ever worked at i got sorry the one of the dogs is next to me and i hit the desk a little bit and she went huh, what was that um and so yeah I, so I worked at a gym and it just wasn't going fantastic it was just a different experience than i was expecting and so I didn't have a lot of money coming in and I just wasn't enjoying it. So they had hired somebody who was going to be like a new direct supervisor over, oh, there's the dogs, over um, like all the gyms that this specific person owned. He owned like three of them, I think. And so that guy, total tool, like worst piece of shit I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and so basically was... Um, changing things up to where we were almost like n weren't lying to people about what they were signing up for. Um, but like they, when they left, I had clear in my head that like, oh, these people don't fully understand what they just signed up for. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Okay. So like he technically did nothing wrong from a sales perspective, but I could tell that some people, like certain people, like at least 50% of them left that room, not understanding the full, the full disclosure of what they signed up for. And so to not get too difficult, he had these people signing up for things that were going to last like 10 years to some degree. And like, that's just absurd in the health. And I mean, it, it, that's very clear. And that's what somebody wants to do. Fantastic. If you're like, you know what, I've made this decision and I'm going to dedicate 10 years of this. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. It just wasn't as well explained. Anyways, he sucked. And so eventually I was just like, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not comfortable doing this. I don't want to do this. And so I gave my two weeks to the owner who I liked. I liked the owner. The owner was great. 
he wasn't involved in operations enough to really understand what this guy was doing. And so he owned like three gyms. And like when he got there within like a month, five employees had either quit or got fired. Um, out of an industry that only had like 10 employees total, you know? So 50%. <laughs> now, seriously, like that's not an exaggeration. Like 50% of the people either quit or got fired. And so I told him, hey, this isn't working out. Like I'm not enjoying this. Like I just feel like it isn't a good fit anymore. And I said, I'll put my two weeks in. And so then I had to tell – his name was Apollo. So I told Apollo um, – I probably shouldn't use real names, but whatever. Apollo. <laughs> it I almost sounds him. like you're making that name up because I'm thinking, oh, Rocky, but yeah. also my first dog. My first well, dog's I, name was Apollo too. I think he made – he like maybe changed his name because I think maybe – he was kind of sketch. So I think maybe he <laughs> doesn't go by his real name. Anyways, so – Eventually, like, I tell him, like, hey, this, I put my two weeks in, like, I'll still come in, I'll do my job, like, I'm a good employee, so I'm doing what is standard, you know? And so he, like, let me talk to you for a second, and then, like, closes the door to, like, my little office, and just starts berating my character. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this, I, I just let him finish talking, and I said, I'm going to go now, I don't need a two weeks anymore, like, this, I'm leaving. And then eventually, like, the owner called me, and I told him what happened, and it was just, uh, yeah, that was the only time I ever quit a job. What about you? Did anything stand out for you? I've, I've never done anything like that. Um, I will say that I've, I've been fairly fortunate to never have anyone, like, pull me into an office or and berate, you. Um, <laughs> and berate me. Um, I, I have also never had any jobs where I was, like, where it was, like, super sketchy or I didn't feel comfortable doing the work or anything like that. Yeah. Um... I will say when I uh, – sh- should I use the name of the company I worked for? I'm like trying uh, to decide. Maybe maybe not. I won't. You can tell, I won't, you can I tell won't me later name. what it is, but you don't have to say yeah. it on air. I, I worked for a pretty prominent coffee chain. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> um, and it – um, it wasn't Dunkin' Donuts. So a pretty prominent coffee chain, not named Dunkin' Donuts. Did you know they dropped and the, the donuts out of their name? Just Dunkin'? Yeah, they're just called Dunkin' now. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> uh, Anyways, continue. So, uh, so I was working at this at this coffee coffee place, and um, I it was the first job that I got when I moved to Florida, and I moved to Florida with no job. And I was like, this will be great. I'll, I'll get a job. I'll, I'll interview one place and I'll get the job. And this was pre-COVID. So that was realistic. Yeah, very um, pre-COVID. Yeah. And so this was, yeah, 2017. And um, I remember I was actually working out at, at the gym and I got the phone call for uh, setting up an interview. And they brought me in. I interviewed, talked to them, blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, Everything was fine for a couple of weeks. It wasn't like good money, but it was it was fine enough, and and I got tips, which was nice. Um, but I just remember coming in, and it was in the middle of November, and it was in downtown celebration here, uh, uh, not here, but back in Florida, and they had this thing called Snowfall. Okay. And it was when the middle of the yeah. downtown celebration street, they would pump out like the fake, fake uh, snow, like the soap snow. And I like in inside of this coffee place was just a sea of people, shoulder to shoulder people. There was no room. <laughs> Very to stand. There was, <laughs> yeah, uh, there was no room at the inn for any of these people. Um, and the problem is, is that we had the only pretty much bathroom on the entire strip. Yeah. So halfway through the night, um, (laughs) one of our toilets goes down. So it's people just waiting in line for, for a toilet. And the other one is just absolutely toast. And I, my, my manager says, Hey, Carmen, can you go check on that toilet and make like let's see what's going on? Is it actually broke or is the door like just closed for some reason? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go take a look. I'll <laughs> I'll do that. Um, 
so I walk over with my with my straw fedora hat and my apron. And I'm like, let's go see what this is all about. And it was just, you know, it smelled worse than those porta potties that you go and you have to use on the like side of the road sometimes. Yeah, at a festival. But uh, it smelled worse than a porta potty in Florida heat, and it was just clogged, and there was water coming out of it. And I said to myself, I could just walk out right now. I could just do it. I could just leave right now. Um, I didn't. And I said uh, to my manager, I said, yeah, it's uh, it's for sure clogged. And he goes, okay, go ahead and put that sign on the door. And I thought the next thing he was going to say was, and go, go unclog, unclog it. Unclog it. Yeah. Uh, he didn't. He said, just go ahead and put the sign on the door. We'll, we'll let people know that there's one bathroom. It's now a unisex bathroom. Um, and and that was it. But I that was the closest I ever got to just straight up saying, I'm going to walk out of this job right now if this man asked me to go. Clog, <laughs> what, do you think it. you really would have? I, I would have. I would yeah. have done it. I, because at that point, um, I think I had just started working my other job. Oh, uh, so, yeah, that screw want. that. <laughs> yeah. So you're a better um, man than me for even putting the sign on the door. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was the closest I ever got to to the straight up walking out of a job, um, and there, it was just <clears> like <throat> it's it's unreal. I don't think I, I will never work in the food food service industry again. Yeah. Are there any um, coworkers you had, or bosses, or people under you in any regard at any job you've ever had that have made any impact on your life? Like was it something just a one-off thing somebody said to you or a friend that you made that you've just never lost touch with any people come to mind? Uh, yeah, I actually have a lot of really great, uh, uh, dogs. I have a lot of great dogs. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of great friends in my life that I, that are from previous jobs. Um, first ever, uh, like management job I ever had. I was, I was at finish line. My boss at the time, Chad, uh, was one of the groomsmen at my wedding. You love Chad. Um, we do love Chad. Uh, I got to live with him and his wife, Andrea, in Chicago for a number of years. Uh, they really helped me kind of get my start as an adult man. So uh, if you guys are listening to this, shout out to you guys. Really good done without you. Would you say um, he's your favorite Chad? Uh, he's definitely a uh, top two Chad. Uh, definitely <laughs> the top two. Uh, depends on day. Uh, the day. <laughs> I think I only know two Chads. I have to really think about that one. But uh, uh, Chad from from Chicago and and Chad from Orlando, you're my two favorite Chads. Just different order depending on the day. Um, my friends Sarah and Lita, um, are one of our biggest fans now. My dear friend Nikki, um, got to work with her out in in Geneva. Um, <laughs> Geneva, convention. yeah. There's a the Geneva. That's that's where it was written. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and I could the list could go on and on. Um, what about you? Are, are there any people that stand out to you? Maybe like some of your first jobs or anything like that. Um, I've made a lot of friends, especially at uh, Disney. I made a lot of friends that I'll just you know live with that I'll be in my life forever. Um, you know, Megan, Katie, and a few other Terry. You've met you met all three of those people actually. Yeah, I've met literally all of them. Yeah, <laughs> and so like everybody like that who I've met directly through work because everybody else that I knew that worked at Disney was just happened to meet outside of Disney. Um, I remember very early on in my work life, I was working at a restaurant and I was a server at one of the busy downtown Disney restaurants who I won't name, uh, but they are a piece of shit company. So I won't name them, but they, they suck. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. So I, Remember, I was I was like 19 at the time, so very early on in my working career. And there, when you're a server, you have to go pick up your drinks at the bar, usually. Um, and so if you bring in a drink that has alcohol in it, you got to all the way to the bar. And then the bartender who's working makes your drink, and then you take it with you to your guest. You're, you're like the middleman. So I remember... This older guy, his name is Brian, who I don't really, I haven't talked to since working there. Um, but so once in a while I'll visit and he'll still be there because he still works there. And I remember he told me something that I've like never forgotten and like I've taken with me like to this day, um, especially like in a work environment. And he, I went to the bar to get my drink and I said, What's up, Brian? How are you doing? 
And then he said, I'm doing all right, man. And then he makes my drink. And then later on, I come back later. And he said, okay, let me tell you something. And he's like this old like New Yorker guy. So he has like a nice little, nice thick accent. Um, I'm painting the picture as best as I can. Nice thick and accent. he always says, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Gabe, I'm walking yeah, here. I'm walking. Get me one of those yellow cabs. Yeah. Um, and so he comes up, he says to me, hey, you know, just, just so you know, the way that no matter what's going on, before you ask me for anything work-related, you just always say hello to me. I want you to know, like, never forget that. That means a, very, a, much, a lot to me. And so now, no matter where I go, like, in work, before I say anything about the job or about anything else in particular, I'm always just like, hey, man, how are you doing? How was your weekend? You know, just a small little conversation before going into it. Because for whatever reason, that just stuck with me for, like, the rest of my life. <laughs> It's it's so true though, um, like how how much of an impact it, it it changes your mindset because you could say the exact same thing to someone, but they'll perceive it totally differently if if it comes after a hey, how you doing? Okay, awesome, real quick. Can you go do this for me? As opposed to hey, can you go do this for me? It's yeah. it just comes across a little bit more compassionate rather than like barking orders, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure like I've had um, bosses in the past who just like. They'll just walk in and not say a word to anybody. And like that, every time I see that happen and I think about how like it rubs me the wrong way and it makes me think back to when he told me, you know, just the fact like I always say hello to people, like just never forget that. Just always keep that part of you. And I was like, huh, I think about it every about once a month. I think about it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so weird thinking about how it's like with COVID um, working in a store where I've I've got a hundred 30 or something employees underneath me. Um, one of my team members the other day came up to me and said, Hey, I just want you to know that one of my favorite things about you. And I, and I know you're new here is that you will say hello to everyone when you walk in and you will say goodbye to everyone when you walk out. You're not trying to sneak out. You're not trying to sneak in. You come in loud, a lot of energy. You leave loud with a lot of energy. And we don't, we don't get some of those one-on-one times with, with COVID. So just even that, um, is is enough to kind of like shift shift the mood and really energize us you know so anyone out there listening if you're if you're an extrovert or if you're just an introvert um who's who's disguising as an extrovert when you're at your job um you know definitely don't ever lose that part of you or if it's something that you need to work on uh stretch yourself a little bit but uh, it it doesn't go unnoticed people really do appreciate that there's a uh for those who are looking to maybe learn more about just succeeding in like little tips and tricks to help you maybe go further or look more confident. So many dogs in my room right now. <laughs> um, there's a YouTube channel that I found that I like a lot called Charisma on Command. Um, he does a lot of stuff about like just how to conversation starters that work in any situation or body language cues to try to avoid or to look out for uh, eye contact stuff. Like just he has a plethora of content out there that is just fantastic for for learning how to, if you want to become more extroverted, or maybe you're looking to lean more into your introverted side, but thrive in what you're really good at as an introvert and making it work for your best. Like he has videos for like everything. He's been like such a good find for me on like improving yeah. myself in the work, networking, even friendship circles and dating life. It's been fantastic. And I, re- I really, really recommend him. Yeah. Another one uh, that was a really good, audiobook that I had listened to at the beginning, I think it was back in March or April last year, like right when all the stuff was going crazy and I had a lot of extra time with my changed work schedule, um, was called The Proximity Principle by Ken Coleman. And yeah, um, it, it was, it, the, the whole concept is managing your circle, um, but also it, it, in the whole concept and notion of proximity is if I'm in proximity to Gabe, but Gabe's in proximity to Jennifer Aniston and I want to get to Jennifer Aniston, use Gabe as someone to help be an advocate for you to expand your proximity, right? Networking. Um, Networking. Yeah. But the thing to your point with the whole charisma on command, which, which is a, a a book that I'm gonna have to check out um, is never be afraid to ask. Like, I think one of the things that I've learned as I'm getting older and older is like, you know, that whole 
don't, you know, pride and work hard and do it for yourself and don't take any handouts. Like if someone wants to give you a handout, let them give it to you. And also if someone like, like if you ask, if you think you're too strong to ask someone for help, then don't be mad at those people who are asking for help and getting where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I've, I've become way, way less uh, of someone who's like, no, I don't, I don't want your, your charity. I'm not yeah. a charity case. Like, yeah. Uh, get out of here, boomer. Um, <laughs> you know, so like, but, but it's true. That's like, a, that's like a super old, outdated, conservative boomer approach to life. If someone like Gabe, if you said, Hey, Carmen, like, I came into some money. Here's ten thousand dollars. I'm not gonna be like, "Fuck you, Gabe." I'm gonna be like, oh, uh, "I wouldn't even know." <laughs> I would have no words, but I would. My hands would be like, "Okay," but my mouth would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, "You know, I wouldn't know what to say." Yeah, I um, agree. Like, I'm one of those people who I have a. Okay, I have a list of people that are important to me. That if I won the lottery, shoot, you better all get ready because <laughs> you're gonna get at least a decent. A fair, decent of you could take, you know, maybe a year off, maybe some months off, whatever you want to do. <laughs> go travel, go do whatever you want. You're on that. You're on that short list, buddy. Hope you know that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You are also on the short list. Um, also, Hazel's on the short list, but that that's yes. separate money. Good. <laughs> it's a different fund. It's from Grievous, not from you. No, it's from me still. Um, I want her to you, know that any toy. What would your uh, tip for people who are? starting a new job be like first day a new job other than you know the the easy be be on time (laughs) easy stuff like that um so call me old-fashioned um i don't like punctuality i think punctuality is stupid and i say if you want to be late then be late um that's fashion okay um no um that's that's probably you know old-fashioned people aren't going to say that but fun fact uh, when I interviewed at finish line, uh, Chad was the one who interviewed me and I showed up late to that interview. Um, and I still got the job. So I, from that moment on have been a believer in if you are good enough, punctuality does not matter. Um, and I am good enough. And I think everyone out there should believe that they're good enough. But, um, <laughs> so a real answer, a real, a real answer to your question. Um, just be a sponge. Um, th- the whole saying of, there's no such thing as a, a dumb question. It's true. It really is true. Um, because when you start a job, you have that leeway and you have that flexibility to ask the dumb questions. Um, but when you're a year into the job and you still haven't gotten that question answered, and then you ask that question, you're going to be given the, the, you don't know that. Yeah. You've been here like, how long? Yeah. You should that. Yeah. You should know that that's a day one question, right? But you didn't ask that question on day one because you're a, you know, a prideful little bitch. Um, <laughs> and you can quote me on that. Yeah. But that's, that's my biggest thing is don't be afraid to be a sponge because I think that also opens a lot. Like asking questions opens doors to people seeing the personality, but that's, that's my big thing. What about for you? What, what would you say to someone starting brand new day one at a job? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm also a big, uh, believer of just meet as many people as you can while you're there learn as many names as you can just talk to as many people as you can like if you could in any job you're going to be trained at some degree um and i think a good trainer would be introducing you to as many people as you can as they can but not all trainers are great not all people are great and so if you feel like you're not meeting anybody like you're just kind of sitting in a room like with this one person and there's thousands of other people in the room hundreds of other people just Go sit with somebody else and be like, hey, I'm new here. What's your name? What do you like about – what's your favorite thing about it here? Like how did you get here? Ask any – you know, just start a conversation. I know that's hard for introverts, but that's why I said hopefully your trainer is, <laughs> is taking upon themselves to kind of lead you in that direction. But that would be my biggest thing. Just meet as many people as you can because that will just create a more comfortable environment for your day too when you already know a few people going into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 good advice. And um if you've if you've stayed and listened this long, you know, obviously take everything with a grain of salt because what works for us might not work for you. Yep. Um, and also, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, these guys are just talking about changing career paths and I don't want to like don't don't feel pressure. Like, you know, um, there are people that I know that have been with uh, their job for 20, 30, 40, 50 years and, and they have been so fulfilled and they love it. Um, I think it's an interesting dichotomy when you look at our our generation millennials, I think, you know, we like, I'm, I'm guilty of this, uh, day one, 
at, at my new job right now, I was already looking on LinkedIn and Indeed for the next job. Um, kind of thinking, okay, I like this job, but it's not perfect. So I'm going to keep applying until I find something that's perfect. Um, and you know, you may not ever find that perfect job, but, uh, just don't, don't short sell yourself. So if, if it truly is something where you've hit your perfect job, you've hit your perfect career, you love what you do, stick with it. But if you haven't, this is we're, we're talking to you, you know? Yeah. I think that's all good advice. And I think that's a good episode. I think we've it is a good episode. We've nailed what you know, I was thinking the other day, and I said to myself, you know, some people say, you guys need to pick a lane and stay in that lane. Me, 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 podcast advice. And I say, no, no, we don't. But if we ever did, I was thinking, I was like, maybe we could do a business podcast. Two business bros, business bros, brews, you know, figure something out. So I like these episodes. They're fun. Yeah, they are fun. Um, so I also do have uh, a fun send dudes that we were actually sent uh, a couple weeks back. But I thought, you know, we'll wait until we do an episode that's themed about this. Um, but let me pull this up here. Uh, um, so this is, uh, and, and this is one of the things I'm really excited for because we actually do have a lot of, uh, international listeners. If you, I don't know what episode it was, but we literally went through and listed all of the countries that we have, um, uh, that, uh, that, that listen. we have that have, yeah, that have listened. Sorry, I'm trying to look, look for the question and, um, talk at the same time and it never goes well. Uh, but, uh, I have Toby here from the UK actually asked us uh, what was the first job we had and what did we like or dislike most about it? I worked at a KFC Taco Bell in high school. Are you serious? Yeah. For like, I, never, I might have talked about this on air before. I never got fired. I never quit. I just, I'm, I might still be an employee there. Like, I don't know anymore. Um, it just never, never went back and nobody ever called me, um, because it was like a 45 minute drive away and the schedule, this is before like schedules were just like on the internet, you know? And so the schedule was posted like at the store. And so one day I just, there wasn't getting, either wasn't getting scheduled or I never went to go check my schedule and I didn't show up and nobody called me. So I just assumed nobody called me that I'm just not getting scheduled. Um, and I hated everything. And liked nothing about <laughs> it. It was the probably the hardest job I've ever had in my life, and the lowest paying at the same at the same time. Yeah, that sounds like the absolute worst. But also, I, I think we have very similar stories. I once, um, um, like, I worked at a KFC Taco Bell, right? And I once, like, was the person put in charge to tell people that came to order that we didn't have any chicken because we were out of chicken. And but so, you were out of – were you out of beef? No, we were only out of uh, like the, the fried chicken, like a KFC and, chicken. And, and the chicken. chicken. Yeah, exactly. And I was the one in charge of – they put fucking six, 15-year-old Gabe out in the front who hated every minute there to be like, yeah, we don't have any chicken. Sorry, KFC doesn't have any chicken. What can I do for you? Do you want beef? Do you want a taco? <laughs> like it was just – you want a side of mashed potatoes? It was just <laughs> the worst experience of my life. Uh, but what about you? Uh, I, so I also, I, let's see, I was, I think I was 16. First job Carmen ever had. I was one of those annoying guys inside of the Bass Pro Shop that would like try to get you to like, hey, come here and come talk to me. I've got this raffle ticket. You could win a Bass <laughs> Pro shopping spree. And then like the second they start filling out this form, I'm like, hey, I know this shopping spree is cool, but like, want to go on vacation and i would try to like sell them this vacation mm. on the spot to yeah. go see like a, t- a timeshare sales pitch um oh, that sounds terrible <laughs> yeah it was terrible and like here's the thing like i was really good at it and it gave me like super unique experience that when i do bring it up in interviews or i talk about it like people are like whoa that's interesting i didn't even see you put that on that resume and i was like well that's because it was over 10 years old buddy um but Did you make any sales? Uh, were you able to get people to go yeah, yeah, I, I actually I was one of the the best salespeople in in like the Look region. At you, that should be on your resume because that's a hard job. It is a hard job, um, but it's funny. So um, I I remember there was one week uh, I was working there while I was in high school, right? So I had finals, 
and I was scheduled. I was I was working like 6 p.m. to like 9.30 p.m. shifts. It wasn't long, but it was like just long enough to be inconvenient, but just short enough to be like, like I, I could I could just go and do it and just fuck around for three hours, you know? Um, but I remember I called in one night and I called the person who was there before me and I said, hey, uh, I think his name was Steve or something. And I was like, hey, Steve, just so you know, like I, I can't come into work tonight. I have a lot of studying. I've got, we've got finals. So, so I can't be there. And he's like, oh yeah, no worries. I'll let Mike know. And Mike, I think was the the store manager for that location. And then yet the next day I'm on the bus home from school, uh, coming home from school. And I get a call from Mike saying, you, you, uh, you didn't call me and tell me that you weren't coming into work. So just don't, don't come back until I call you and let you know that you're on the schedule. You, I hope it was worth it for your finals. If that's really what was happening. And I was like, what the fuck? This was a voicemail. So I didn't like, I didn't answer. So I had this voicemail on my phone for for months. And then he actually, he called me one day, uh, probably two or three months later. And he's like, Hey Carmen, hope school is going well. I just want to let you know you're, you're on the schedule. And I never fucking went back. I never, why would you fuck that guy? Like, yeah, I don't care like how bad because we're both in leadership positions. I think that's fine to say. Um, I don't care how bad an employee is. There's no like. Wait, I'll hold never on be- a second. Huh? You just texted Kelky telling you I was in the middle of a fucking boring ass story. <laughs> the what the joke? fuck is wrong with you? I knew you were gonna read it. I just knew the joke. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so for the le- for the listeners out there, we're recording two episodes tonight, and Kelky's gonna be on. The game stunked one, which is before this one. Time, whatever. Time's cool. And so, <laughs> Koki said, "I'm ready to go." I said, and I said, "We're finishing up. We'll see you. We'll send you the invite." And I just put Karma's just finishing up this boring ass story <laughs> with the sleep emoji. And like, I was listening to see like if his voice would like crack a little, like because he read it <laughs> while he was telling the story. But uh, I was kidding, buddy. That was a good story. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But yeah, what were you saying? Something about, you know, no matter, you know, oh, no matter what, there's no excuse to to talk to somebody that way. Like that's now like, I don't know. I, I'm just a big, big advocate of talking to people no matter what they are in your life with some respect and some decency. And I don't you can quote me on that. I will quote you on that. And on that note, I think we we call it we we wrap it up. We call it a night. We uh, um, put a put a condom nice on this episode. Bow. And, and I don't think the same thing because you said wrap it up. I know. I I thought that has to be something sexual to follow that. You know, always. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a review. Follow us at chaotically kelky. Do thoughts pod. Jamie Luther Gabe. Carmen.Gabriel.Official, all the fun stuff. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. We no longer have ads, so (laughs) just share the show so we can keep putting out hot, hot content. Carmen, anything else you want to add? Yeah, hot, stanky content. That's what we're made of. Hot, stanky, stanky just like that turd at the not Dunkin' Donuts bathroom. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please... Please continue to listen. We love you guys so much. Dude is calling out there. And as always, if you got a dream, go and chase it. We'll see you all in the next one.